if you will, open up your Bibles to Proverbs 4. We've been talking about what about healing. This is week three. I don't know if we'll continue on past this. We may, but uh, we've been talking about different things. And last week we said this concerning healing and we've noticed, you know, it's God's will to heal, but we've noticed each week there have been things that have hindered people from being healed. So even though it's God's will for somebody to be healed, there can be things that hinder them. Are you with me? Isn't it God's will uh, for us to walk free from sin? But we see Christians stumble and do things that they normally would not. So there can be things that uh, affect them and would cause them to stumble, but that's not God's will. Are you with me? And it's not that God condemns, but we've been looking at truth here about healing, some fundamental things. We saw scriptures at the beginning that prove that healing was already provided. It was already paid for, for every believer, whether we walk in it or not. Are you with me? And so we saw last week, and this is important to tie it together with this week, in Luke six seventeen, it said that they came to hear Jesus, to hear him, and to be healed. And we noticed he would teach and preach and then heal. And it was in that order, teaching and preaching. So we saw that people came to hear, not just to get healed, to come and hear because we know faith, for whatever it is, comes by hearing. And we need faith to receive. And then we saw in Matthew 9.35 that he went. They came to hear, and he went to preach and to teach, it said, and then heal. And that is real important. We didn't mention this last week, but there was a time that Jesus, it said, he uh, was around his hometown and immediately he ministered to them, and some did not receive. It says, actually, he could not do any mighty works there. But he had been doing mighty works everywhere, except he healed just a few of them. Now, remember the equation of teaching, preaching, healing. Teaching, preaching, then healing, because you get faith in a person through proper teaching and preaching. And so when he was in his hometown, it said he prayed for them and he ministered to them, but he couldn't get many healed. But it's interesting, then he reversed the equation and went about teaching in a circuit. Well, meaning, you know, in a big, you know, a circuit, making it, just going around, going around, teaching. Why did he do that? Because he was curing their unbelief. Because he said the reason he couldn't heal them, not that he didn't want to and not that he didn't attempt to, it says because of their unbelief. So here is a huge truth. Sometimes we just are told by people, just pray for me. And, you know, they want to be healed or whatever it is. It is important to make sure that truth gets in them first. You couldn't get somebody born again unless you got the truth in them about Jesus dying and Jesus rising again 
from the dead. Right? Because they're going to have to believe it in their heart and confess it with their mouth to get saved. So you could see the progression of, or the same order and form is there. You would share the truth. When they come to believe the truth and accept it, then you could get them to act and they would get the results. So you could see that teaching and preaching or proclaiming is a precursor to getting things or walking in things with God. Right? So Proverbs, the fourth chapter, we're going to kick it off right here and begin in the 20th verse. Now these may be very familiar verses to people, and they're a very familiar verse to me. I could quote them. But, you know, when you're praying and getting ready, there's sometimes that it can just be so strong, certain words stand out that uh, didn't stand out before, but they stand out today. And so we're going to look at this and narrow in on a couple of things that I believe the Lord wants to point out. Proverbs 4, verse 20 says, My son, which could be my child, attend or give attention to my words. So he puts the responsibility on the individual to uh, do something. Give attention. You, you could say it like this. Uh, study. Do something to hear the word of God. Do something in your own life. Open the book. Search the scriptures. Notice, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Then it goes on to say, for they, they what? They my words. They my words are life, divine life, to those who find them. Now who's going to find them but whoever gives attention? For they are life to those who find them and health or literally medicine to all, all their flesh. That means every part of your body. Every part of your body. There is, there's medicine at Walgreens. There's medicine at CVS. There's medicine in your grocery store. You know, many of them have a pharmacy. There are pharmacies and hospitals, and they specialize in medicines for as much of your flesh as they know how to deal with. That's a great help. But he said there isn't a part of your flesh that is not covered in the Word. Not one part. Where, where natural medicine comes to an end, the Word of God does not come to an end. But if the doctor gave you instructions and said, now listen, here's the medicine you need and the ability is in here. I need you to take this three times a day or twice a day or once a day for the next 60 days or 120 or the rest of your life. Well, if, if you uh, took it for about a, a day and then about a week later you're, you go back to the doctor and you're like, that ain't working. He'd say, it's not? Huh, we're going to have to try something else. And if he just slowed down and went, wait a minute, are you still taking it? 
Well, no, I took it one day and it just didn't do it. No, he said, these are the instructions. And how many of us would respect a doctor if he gave you instructions? You wouldn't go, you know, I mean, some of us may not follow the instructions well. Some of us may have our own wisdom. I did when I was little. I had gotten sick, and so I decided I knew that if you take one aspirin, that's good. Helps you. Take two. That must be better. Take a whole bottle. You're in business. I wasn't feeling good. They had hit everything up above the refrigerator, pulled out all the drawers to make stairs. You know how you do that. You guys still do that, right? Make stairs up onto the counter, bottom drawers out further than the next, and go right on up there. Got in there, took a whole bottle of adult aspirin, thought this will help me. They, they took me to the hospital, and they said, um, told my parents, he's been in here for different things, and you're, you're, they were going to call and like, get him in trouble. And they said, they said, listen, he will, you can, he, there's, they told them, there's no kid who eats a whole bottle of adult aspirin. They said, he did. And they said, no, that's not true. And they said, no, it is true. And they said, he won't do anything if he doesn't want to, period. And they said, well, we're going to give him this syrup of Epicac, I think is how they said. I don't know. It makes you, it's the barf medicine. And so they had these grown doctors in there, and they're trying to pull on my mouth, and I'm about five years old. And to open it, and they had me pinned down, and I remember my parents saying, see, I told you, he won't take anything if, you don't, if he doesn't want to. And so they changed their idea real quick. And I remember then a somber discussion was made, and they said, if you don't take this, we'll shove a hose down into your stomach and suck it out. And I just opened my mouth and took it. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. I don't even want a hose down in my stomach. I gag with my finger, and I'll do it. And so they changed their mind. Well, some people may think, oh, you know, I can do it my own way. No, we do that medicine the doctor's way. They do it on purpose. But if God has given us message, uh, a message about how to take his medicine, then we ought to observe it and take it according as planned. And there is some interesting statements here because he said they're life. So this is medicine to all your flesh, but it is an effect for your whole existence. And he said, notice this, health to all your flesh, verse 23, keep your heart with all diligence. So notice, he's given some instructions, then he said, keep your heart with all diligence. So this is some kind of effort for a believer to keep your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. What's the big deal? Now, he's not talking about your physical blood-pumping heart. But just like the heart is key and core to your existence naturally, the heart of your being is key to your life as a believer. 
And so he said, keep your heart with all diligence because or for out of it springs all the issues of life. Or that's where you're going to get all your answers and everything is going to come from. Everything is going to come out of your heart. Everything's going to come out of your heart. Your spirit may be made new, but you've got to guard your heart. Your deeper ways of thought, idea, the core way you look at things, you have to guard it because that is literally, if you look in the Hebrew, because the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, it, it literally means the parameters of your existence. How, what kind of parameters do you want? You want a big, broad way of living with God or some kind of constricted way of life? He said, your heart determines it. Your heart determines it. Now, we're talking about healing, but this principle really works in various areas or in all because it says life. But he does emphasize health. Now, let's go back and read verse 20 again. My son, my child, my daughter, give attention to my words. Notice this next part. Incline your ears. Or ear. Everybody say ear. 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 Notice, incline your ear. Your ear. You do the inclining. You start listening. What are you listening to? What if the ear is a gate or a passageway, or a bridge to your heart. What if that's why Jesus went around preaching and teaching? Now he's giving personal instruction to where in your own life, which church is part of your life, but I mean, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, you know, the whole of your life. He said, do something with your ears. Somebody said, I... I do. I put Q-tips in it. Okay, besides Q-tips, you know, somebody will get caught up in that, don't put Q-tips in your ears. But beyond that, give or incline your ears to my sayings. Ears, sayings. Ears, sayings. His sayings. Not everybody else's sayings. Not everything that everybody everywhere is saying. His sayings. Your ears belong to his sayings. Then he says this. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Notice, ears, eyes. Ears, eyes. So the question could be asked, what are we doing with our ears? What are we doing with our eyes? If this is a formula for life and health, then what am I doing with my ears? What am I listening to with my ears? What am I listening to or looking at with my eyes? What am I focusing on? What do I put my attention on? What do I allow my thoughts to go to? Eyes and ears. Eyes and ears. Eyes and ears are a gate or a bridge to your heart. 
And whatever I put into my ears will get into my heart. Whatever I put before my eyes will get into my heart. Now understand this. You could get really stupid about this and go, oh no, there's a billboard that's got like a half-naked lady up there in lingerie. I close my eyes. And you drive through a, you know, some barrier on the road and end up in a ditch and you're like, praise the Lord. I didn't look at that. No, there are going to be things that are going to be around us, but we don't turn our attention to them. And there's going to be things that you're going to hear that you wish you never heard. But he said right here, we are to purpose to put things before our eyes. And we are purposed or supposed to be purposeful to put certain things in our ears. In other words, in life, there are things you're going to see and you're going to hear that you wish you hadn't. I mean, I've been places and heard people talk and say things and thought, I wish I didn't hear that. And if you're persistently around that, you can just pray in the Spirit under your breath and close your ears to it. But notice the phrase, incline your ear to my sayings, do not let them, my sayings, depart from your eyes. Then the third thing he said, keep them in the midst of your heart. Notice the eyes and the ears are connected to the heart. What do you want to get out of your life? You need to get into your heart. Jesus said the good man out of the good treasure that he builds into his heart, he will bring forth good things. And if a person builds up bad stuff in his own heart, he'll bring forth evil things. Interesting. So the question could be, is if I want to uh, get the results, I need to do the eyes and the ears. I need to do eyes and ears. ears, and I have to realize eyes and ears are a passageway. A passageway. How many people who've got addicted to wrong things or gotten full of good things in their life was dominated by good things just because of what they heard and what they saw? This is the cure. I said this is a cure. Individually, we need to get into the Word and feast on the Word. Get it before our eyes and get it into our ears because he said it will change the existence of life. And here's the thing. You can hear this and go, this is good. This is it. But if you don't do it, it won't happen. It can make you shout. It can make you excited. You could go around telling everybody, this is it. You know, I know people uh, in the past who have been in prison. Um, people I know, friends who had been there. And uh, some of them keep repeating where they are. And uh, I've noticed this on some of those people who repeat repeat where they go and they end up back in the same place, it's because they don't change. They get back around their old friends. You with me? They get back around their old friends. They get back around their old friends. 
and they see the same things and hear the same things and they watch the same stuff. It's interesting to me that I've watched other people who have come out of circumstances as bad or different things. All, they never return and their life is totally different. And here is a fundamental thing. They change what they see. They change what they hear. They do. I know when I first gave my life to the Lord, the Lord revealed to me, I knew it, the first thing he dealt with me about is your friends. But I liked them. God didn't hate them. He just knew me. And he knew us. And he knew evil company corrupts good habits, like the scripture said. So he dealt with me about my friends. And the other thing he dealt with me about is what I was listening to and watching. Nobody had to tell me, though I did read about it in the scripture, but it, it was just a knowing. You know, I've watched some good, zealous people who gave their life to the Lord who ended up back in trouble and they didn't have to. And I, I saw other people, you wondered, were they even going to make it as a Christian? And they became strong. And it was just simple, simple, simple. They just did this stuff. They watched what went in their eyes and watched what went in their ears and they got away from things that fed or influenced them and they went forward and they got strong. Amen? And this is the story God wants for everybody. Everybody. Notice eyes, ears, heart. Eyes, ears, and our heart. Or ears, eyes, and heart. Turn to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. Notice eyes and ears affect the heart and bring forth life and health. God has wonderful things prepared for us. Every believer whether you know it or not. You know, because some people will say, yeah, yeah, I'm saved and it's so wonderful, but I don't know if God's got good things like that for me. Uh, I mean, I know heaven, no, God's got good things for all of his children in every aspect of life. Notice this, 1 Corinthians 2, and we'll begin reading in verse 9, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man. Notice that, the eyes and the ears entering into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. Well, if you read just the last part, there are good things that God has prepared for us. He was quoting an, an Old Testament scripture about eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor have entered into the heart. Well, we already saw a different Old Testament scripture that said, if you will get the right thing before your eyes and the right thing before your ears, it will enter into your heart and produce great things. Then you would see what the Lord has prepared for you. 
It does go on to say, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Now God will take his word and take the things that belong to you and belong to me, and he will unveil them to us by his spirit. We will just start knowing. When we fellowship with God, one of the most fantastic things is he'll take the word of God and make it alive to you in your heart. And you will just read stuff and go, whoa, that is mine. Before you ever experience it. Before you ever experience. You know, the big thing is he has prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He has a book that you can feast on. And that if you will get it before your eyes and get it into your heart, notice eyes, ears, then heart, things prepared. Eyes, ears, heart, then things prepared. And God will work to reveal these to us. Let's go to one more verse in Matthew 13. Matthew, the 13th chapter. And this is real interesting. Because this phrase of eyes and ears and heart are in the Bible quite often. Your eyes, your ears... What do we set before our eyes? What am I putting before my own eyes? What am I putting into my ears? What am I putting before my eyes? What am I putting into my ears? What gets my attention? What gets my focus? What gets my ears? What are my ears? In other words, what am I hearing? What am I listening to? What am I looking at? And if his words are life, divine life and divine ability, and his words are medicine, and you can't just take it and swallow it and crumple pages and put it in your stomach, the way to get it into your heart or into the core of your existence the way to get your lunch into the core of your existence is either get an IV, but you don't get the taste, or eat it. And it will get into your heart, your core. Heart just means core. It'll get in you. And when it gets in you, it will bring strength. I mean, there is a scriptural commercial that Snickers made. You know, and people turn into Betty White, you know, when they haven't eaten, cranky or however, and then they eat and they become themselves again. See how true that is? No. But there is a thought there, what I put in me will strengthen me or help me when it has to do with the truth. And it will help me to walk in life. If there's life in the word, then I need to get life in my ears. If there is health in the word, I need to get it in my eyes because it will find its way into my heart. When it gets into my heart, I am an action away from victory. Matthew 13, verse 15. We're going to jump into the middle of this story for time's sake. 
for the hearts of this people have grown dull. Notice the next verse. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Notice, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they, they, they have closed, or they're not looking at it. Notice this next part, less or unless. In other words, if they would do something right with their ears and do something with their eyes, he said, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their heart and turn or act so that I should heal them. Isn't it interesting? The eyes and ears and hearts, again, are connected with health and strength. And notice he said there is a reason why sometimes people don't walk in it, but he gives the remedy. Hey, if you're hard of hearing, you know what you need to do? You just, you know, you ever talk to somebody who doesn't hear real well? Talk louder. If your eyes are closed, open them. What am I saying? What he's saying. Open up your eyes and look in the book. Start hearing the word. Start hearing the word. And he said it will bring you to a place that will affect your heart. And you'll act and turn or act on the truth and you'll be healed. Notice verse 16. But blessed are your eyes. Blessed. Everybody say blessed are my eyes. Notice why your eyes are blessed. You want your eyes to be blessed? You want your ears to be blessed? Remember when I said, if you don't have a Bible, raise your hand, we'll give you one. Make sure you look in the book. Well, we want your eyes to be blessed. So he said, they can't tell me to look in that book. I ain't going to do that. You had an opportunity to have blessed eyes. I'll tell you what, I got blessed this morning. And my eyes got blessed. Jesus said, blessed are your eyes. For they see, and blessed are your ears, for they hear. In other words, they were there hearing and seeing truth. And he said, your eyes are blessed. We should all be blessing our eyes and ears. Because the blessing that you put before your eyes and ears through the Scripture will bless your heart. It will get in you. If I don't put the Word before my eyes, my eyes are not getting blessed, nor is my heart like it should. And it's interesting that he uses healing and life and existence and, and, and how we walk connected to that. 
And he told his disciples, because you've gotten to hear and see, he said, your eyes are blessed. But in the context, the eyes and the ears would affect the heart. So you could say it like this. In my own life, I should be blessing my own eyes and blessing my own ears. By opening up the book and finding things in there. And I would suggest this when you read the Bible, is look at the things in a proper light. Some people will find everything bad written and throw it on themselves. And that is not how the scripture is written to his children. Let me say that again. That is not how the word is written to his children. And if you're a child, if you've given your life to him, you are his child. And so your eyes should be being blessed. Your ears should be being blessed. Because they're the gateway. They're the bridge. They're the path to your heart. They're the path to the change in your existence and my existence. Think about it. If, it, if we ever... Uh, went to eat something and went, ooh, that, that doesn't smell right, we wouldn't eat it. For the most part, right? We'd be like, well, it goes in the trash. We should be able to discern what's good to listen to, what's good to see, and, and then purpose to feast on the right things from the Word of God. And I'll tell you what, talk about a super medicine and a super blessing. Only the enemy would turn people away and get them to not want to eat of the bread of life. Only the enemy would want that. Not God. I'm, I'm too busy is the song of the day. But for those who realize we take time to do this, they realize there is a feast for our hearts and something that will change our existence but this like James said can't just be a message that we hear and don't do because you ever left church and went "Woo, man I'm doing good <laughs> I'm good but we've got to do it after we leave and I'll tell you what this will change the power and ability that's working in you. It's automatic. Jesus said, the seed that reproduces is the Word of God. And what's so cool is it doesn't discriminate. It's not prejudice. It's like, uh, I'm not going to produce in that soil. No, anybody who puts it in their heart, it will work. Any believer who will do this, it will work. It will minister peace. It will minister anything you need. You know, there have been ministers and different people over the years, and I was reading this, and we'll close with this, this one lady who had had a problem and uh, literally had spinal problems, ended up being affected on the right side of her body where she just couldn't function properly. She said, you know, when I turned all my attention toward God and started feasting on His Word and just got my attention there, 
he said, that truth got in me, and I was healed. I acted. What did she do? She basically did exactly what we're talking about. She opened her eyes and her ears. And if you're going to open your eyes and ears to this, it would be good to close your eyes and ears to other things. And she said when she did that, she was miraculously healed. Why? Because his words are life and his words are health. If I will do what a doctor says and take this supplement or take this energy drink, they probably don't tell you to take energy drinks. Your friend tells you to take an energy drink. But if I did what the Lord said, it is just as real and more real than natural stuff. I'm not saying don't take an aspirin. I'm just saying start learning how to do this. And watch the results.